0: Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. National Airborne Day. Not those zesty vitamin C tablets, but the service members that jump from planes many times into very dangerous places and dangerous situations. Today, marking the anniversary of the first U.S. Army parachute jump back in 1940. So take a moment out of your day to honor those brave men and women. It also takes some brave men and women to ride some of today's roller coasters. It's National Roller Coaster Day, marking the date of the first patent issued for a roller coaster in 1898. However, there was a thing called the Switchback Railway at New York's Coney Island, the first rail system that was built for fun rather than transport, which opened in 1884, five years before the actual roller coaster was patented. And the cyclone that still operates at Coney Island today that I have been on many times is one of the oldest roller coasters in the country. And yes, there's a lot of great ones all around the country. If you love roller coasters and you come to the Orlando theme parks, which I live in Orlando, my advice to the roller coaster people, do not sleep on SeaWorld Disney and Universal yes they have some good coasters especially at Universal but do not skip SeaWorld if you like roller coasters they have a handful of really good ones and on the food calendar it is World of Bratwurst Day Yes, sir, you cannot go wrong with some brats on the grill. Maybe plan that for your dinner tonight if you didn't already have dinner. The Georgia indictments of former President Trump and 18 others continuing to dominate every news network and every news platform today. But look a little bit deeper and you'll find White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre saying, I am not the president, I just play one on Twitter. Well, no, she didn't actually say that, at least not yet. She may say that in today's press briefing, which may have already happened prior to you listening to the podcast, but we now know that White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre is speaking for POTUS on Twitter, and it is not actually President Biden. At Press Sec released a tweet or an X yesterday saying, quote, investing in America means investing in all of America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that would leave no part of the country behind. Oops, that post quickly deleted. But in today's world, nothing is deleted. As we know, it was screenshotted by millions of people. Most people didn't believe that President Biden was actually doing his own tweeting anyway from the at POTUS account. So today is the anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act, and President Biden will be speaking from the White House this afternoon about, you guessed it, Bidenomics. I mean, come on. People are buying this. Do you see my tweet the other day at radio underscore Marino? Regular gas, $3.85 a gallon. Premium, which my car needs, according to General Motors, is $4.50 a gallon, about 65 bucks, 70 bucks to fill up. A friend of mine just foolishly purchased a new house with a 7.1% mortgage, and those pumpkin spice Cheerios that I also tweeted the other day were more than $5 a box. I mean, come on. And the Georgia indictments doing exactly what the plan called for. Trump, 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 Trump.
1: Carl Higby has more on the Bidens. Well, Democrats running out of things and places to indict Trump on. What is going to happen when the Oversight Committee releases more on Hunter and Joe Biden? Well, joining me now is Tennessee Congressman, member of the House Oversight Committee, Tim Burchett. Congressman, that's my question. What are they going to do the next time you release more information about him? I'm sure we'll have a nice hearing and write somebody a strong
2: letter. I'm I'm tired. We need to take the gloves off. This is ridiculous. This is we got 22 million plus dollars. They've got over 20 bank accounts and, and um, LLCs. It's ridiculous. What we need to do is, is bring this forward. Bring in Hunter Biden. Bring in Joe Biden. There's history for that. It's happened. U.S. Ulysses Grant, other presidents, Jimmy Carter's come before um, a committee before. It, there's history of it. We need to we need to bring it and and bring it to the American public. And we need to start start this soon, I I think, because we just keep dragging it. At at what point are we are we not there? I think September first day, we're back in September. Mm -hmm. We ought to start ought to start that that process.
1: I'm going to ask you to drop some dimes here. But who's not who's not in favor of hauling him in front of the in front of Congress?
2: I don't think anybody is. It just takes so much. You know, that's what I'm sick about this thing. You got to get Staff and got to just do it. That gummit. The American public is fed up. Yeah. I'm fed up. Let's roll. I'm. It's ridiculous. This thing has gone on too long. He's he's Im, implicated his father multiple times. That witnesses have. I mean, the only people that are that are, um, are, are are singing Biden's praises are are two members of the Democrat parties and those knuckleheads over at CNN.
1: Right. Well, you know, a former FBI agent 12 hours before this indictment, mind you, came out and was like, yeah, actually um, that all that stuff about Hunter being tipped off about the investigation. Oh, you know, yeah. He was informed about that ahead of time. But yet they raid Mar-a-Lago with no warning. So, like, what gives here and, and how much more does it take to, to at least do something it doesn't take anything. But the problem you have is a crooked justice
2: system, uh, justice department, top to bottom. They need to just gut that thing. It's not a, everybody, you know, everybody wants to treat it like it's a little trash can. You need to just pick and choose. Hell, we need to turn it upside down and put a fire hose on it and clean the whole bunch out. It's a rat's nest. Let's go. Let's cut their money off if we have to. There's there's precedent for that. There's the Holman Act. We can do that. We can mm-hmm. specifically target offices. We need, to, we need to get some, you know, Gorka just said it. We need to get some balls. We do. It's ridiculous. I'm over it.
0: Congressman Tim Burchett of the House Oversight Committee, one of few people in Washington, one of few Republicans actually pushing to make things happen. As Chris Salcedo said on yesterday's podcast, and Greg Kelly, and Senator Ted Cruz, the Republicans are all talk and no action. And by the way, they're all on recess until next month. Former President Donald Trump released a statement yesterday in response to his latest indictment. We get that from Newsmax host Emma Reckenberg on National report.
3: This is the force criminal case brought against the former president of the United States. These charges accusing President Trump and his allies of trying to overturn the 2020 presidential election results, specifically in the state of Georgia. The president released a new statement just a short time ago, calling the indictment a dark period for the U.S., saying, quote, this politically inspired indictment, which could have been brought close to three years ago, was tailored for placement right smack in the middle of my political campaign, where I'm leading all." Republicans.
0: So that was the initial statement from President Trump early yesterday. And here is Florida Congressman Byron
1: Donalds. On the surface, it seems like Mr. Trump will fade under the weight of all these
4: indictments. You say,
2: oh, no, he's not fading. I was with him the other day in Iowa. Trust me, he's not fading. He's not going anywhere. He knows this is B.S. The American people know that this is a two tier system of justice. This is the gross unfairness that we see in third world countries. This is not the values of the united states of america florida congressman byron
0: donalds on kusi news in san diego as you know the indictments were released very late monday most everyone getting a look at the 98 pages and the specifics yesterday chris plant host of the right squad has a look
4: here are some of the outrageous things listed in the indictment that are considered so serious that trump must go to prison one of the uh, charges. Telling people to watch a live public hearing on Newsmax. That's an imprisonable offense now, uh, so don't call anybody right now. Reserving a room at the uh, Georgia State Capitol building for a meeting. Sounds like quite a conspiracy there. Asking for a phone number. Uh, I think Mark Meadows asked for two phone numbers uh, from politicians in Pennsylvania so President Trump could uh, call them. And now facing prison time because... You know, third world is third world. And uh, getting people to attend legislative hearings. These are, these are crimes, according to this, this person, this nutcase. But honestly, in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and you know how many Democrats have denied elections and all that? How scandalous. Uh, so for that, Fannie Willis wants this trial to be held within the next six months. Uh, smack dab in the middle, of course, of primary season. Meanwhile, former
0: New York City mayor and Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, the original architect of RICO laws that he used to bring down the mob in New York City, is being charged with RICO in the indictment and spoke about it with Eric Bowling.
5: Mr. Mayor, sir. why the hell is Fannie Willis trying to charge you with racketeering? Because she's a a politician uh, and not a lawyer, not an honest, honorable lawyer. This is a ridiculous application of the racketeering statute. There's probably no one that knows it better than I do. Probably some that know it as well. I was the first one to use it in white-collar cases. But in major cases like the Boski case and the Milken case, uh, this is not meant for election disputes. I mean, this is ridiculous what she's doing. Also, I don't know if she realizes it because she seems like a pretty incompetent, sloppy prosecutor. I mean, what she did yesterday with that indictment is uh, inexcusable. If She worked for me; I'd have fired her. You mean when she when I mean, they she when filed they filed the indictment? They, they filed the indictment at 12:07. Well, uh, well hold on. Let me, let me so that people can catch up here. So it was allegedly filed with a clerk prior to to the grand jury actually voting. Good. Go it was filed. I mean, I've read many more of those than she has. Uh, it, it, it has a stamp. It has a date accepted. It has a time accepted. It has a case number already at 12 o'clock. It's been assigned to a judicial office and a courtroom. That's all you have to do to file an indictment anywhere in a federal court. Well, somebody made a big mistake because the grand jury hadn't voted it yet. So then they scrambled like crazy. This is why they were scrambling, because they had to get it done by eight fourteen. So we had we had uh, the Keystone cops running this way, running that way. They didn't put their witnesses in. So, um, so, so, Mr. Mayor, let me let me get this straight. You you believe that. Fannie Willis had already decided to indict prior to the grand jury actually recommending the indictment, which by the way went went 13-0, I believe I understood it. Go ahead. Who cares what it went? Uh, You have to get them to vote before you can file the indictment, or you're just telling us that you treat the grand jury like a ham sandwich. Uh, Good prosecutors do not. Good prosecutors, honest prosecutors, honorable ones, treat the grand jury with respect, of course, they usually follow your recommendation. They should. I mean, the prosecutor should be responsible and sound. But I've had grand juries that haven't, and I let them, because I believed in justice, not politics. This is a political case, 100%.
0: Rudy Giuliani, one of the 18 Trump associates indicted in Georgia, along with the former president of the United States, Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, on Rob Schmidt tonight.
3: I actually think that Bonnie Willis and Democrats nationally, um, you know, from the federal level at the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, Jack Smith, Bonnie Willis, Alvin Bragg, I think they're all guilty of the exact RICO racketeering and conspiracy charges that they are actually charging President Trump with. Because this is a conspiracy to stop President Trump from winning the 2024 election and to silence his speech and and ultimately actually des- destroy free speech altogether. It's straight up communism and people everywhere are completely outraged.
6: It is something that the DA's all seem to share an ideology here politically i mean you've got uh, willis's family was made up of marxist black panthers uh you you've got alvin Bragg obviously uh buys into the same kind of ideology the way that he's uh destroying this city he doesn't want to throw anybody in prison for for committing crime uh they all share this really just devastating ideology that is so devastating for this country uh they unite around that and and then they try and take down somebody that's somebody like this somebody like former president trump it kind of makes sense
3: that's right rob and people everywhere are terrified of this government uh this is something that we expect in third world countries that we expect in communist regimes but this is what we're seeing in america today you know rob i live in a rural district this is where people really want a dollar 75 gas back They do not like the Biden policies. A lot of people on fixed incomes like senior citizens, uh, single moms, just good working people are going month to month with their paychecks and maxing out their credit cards with high inflation, high grocery bills, high electricity bills and high gas bills. But they're watching the Biden regime actually try to arrest President Trump, lock him up in jail for the rest of his life, which is a death sentence, and then go after his supporters across the state it's, it's something that um, – it, it's still shocking. I can't even believe it happened yesterday. Yeah.
0: Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene on Rob Schmidt tonight. Switching gears a bit here, back on Monday, I told you about the Native American organization demanding the new owners of the NFL's Washington Commanders restore the team's old name, the original name, you know, that politically incorrect Redskins moniker that it had for like 75 years. Tribe member and U.S. Marine Billy Deekman, the director of the Native American Guardians Association, spoke
7: with New Here's Max. First, let me introduce myself. Uh, I am Sagon Pintali from the Kiowa Tribe of Oklahoma. Uh, Billy Diekman is my uh, my adopted name. Uh, lifelong fan, uh, as are many, many, many of the people from where I'm from, uh, which I'm from Oklahoma originally, so it's kind of split down the middle Redskins and Cowboys fans. So.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, and we know. More to me. Yeah, growing but, up uh, as a Redskins
7: fan, I know what that means I, to be I, a well, And, so. and I'm,
4: I'm an Eagles fan, so, uh, yeah.
7: <laughs> I, I will not hold that against you. you, I, figured like you nice I figured you might. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate
3: that. <laughs> uh, the,
7: the the name change uh, was devastating uh, simply because a lot of people don't know the true history and the facts uh, surrounding the, the team or the name or the history. And that's exactly what the Native American Guardian Association is uh, focusing on and trying to uh, rectify. Uh, the name itself, Redskin, that that refers to a status symbol of an elite warrior. Uh, can it be used in a derogatory term? Possibly. I'm sure it has been. However, that is a term that we came up with, uh, the Natives came up with. Uh, that's four-year elite warriors that are allowed to participate in the bloodroot ceremony that prepares one for battle braves on the battlefield uh the person on the side of the helmet is a real person that's not a mascot that is chief Tugun's white calf who was a the imagery is a gift from the blackfoot tribe wow and and, and, and a so, lot of people don't know that yeah no, that narrative no, never of course really not. been put out there so uh we at naga are like man this has been such a missed opportunity and then Why does this 100 years worth of history and this this incredible name, this prestigious person who's on on the side of the helmet, why does that just get eradicated? And why is there no say from us? Now, everybody's asking, are the natives for this or against it? Well, we're letting you know there's a lot of natives, which uh, according to the polls, 90% across the nation in several different polls, very, very, very in favor of it and find pride and honor in the redskin name And especially the imagery.
0: So that is Billy Diekman, director of an organization called the Native American Guardians Association on American Agenda with Bob Sellers and Katrina Zish. If you listen to the podcast every day, I told you about that on Monday. Bob or Katrina could have at least given me a little shout out there like Tony Marino talked about this on the Newsmax Daily. The Redskins' name, by the way, was created in 1939, and the former embattled owner, Dan Snyder, guilty of maybe many things, but not guilty of wanting to change the name, he was forced to give in to the woke mob, the overly PC push by groups compromised of mainly non-Native Americans looking to erase history. By the way, former NBA star Magic Johnson is one of the new owners and is making history Himself as an African American by becoming an NFL owner. Plus, magic, changing the name again would mean big merchandise sales, and money is the name of the game. So, maybe, you know, this will go somewhere. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. And with more
6: news from the left, here's Rob Schmidt. And next up, despite being one of the wealthiest universities in the world, Harvard is reportedly telling its struggling grad students to go on food stamps. After students complained, grad students complained earlier this year that the $40,000 salary they get for working at the university is not enough. They wanted an increase. In April, Harvard's health services office sent out a flyer encouraging them to go get SNAP benefits, according to a report from Benzinga. The flyer reads, uh, fuel your body and stock your pantry. Did you know that grad students may qualify for assistance paying for food and groceries? Well, Harvard has a $53 billion endowment, and despite Preaching pseudo-Marxism all throughout the university, it would appear that the elites at Harvard are somewhat hypocritical. They don't want to pay anybody a reasonable wage so they can afford food. They just want you to go ask the government. Not surprising.
0: That's Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, who may have more news from the left on his show tonight, beginning at 7 Eastern. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Cox, Spectrum, Xfinity, Fios, DirecTV, Dish, and many others. It's also available on your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Zumo, and more. And do not forget to download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. You can watch your favorite shows anywhere anywhere. Anytime. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. Spread the word. Tell your friends and check out all the other great Newsmax podcasts as well. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and maybe eat some brats and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find
6: it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.